Welcome, one and all, to the Lager Logs Point of View with Tom and Stu and Ken. I'm Tom, he's Stu, he's Ken. Say hello, Stu and Ken, at the exact same time. Hello. That was... Stu, you didn't even say hello, did you? I know, I was letting our guests go first. Come on. Have you not been practicing that? You've had at least 48 hours to do that. Come on, some cunt's got to have manners. <laughs> yeah, Ken. Um, you, you, yeah. Let the el- you let the elders speak first. That's correct. He's right. Yes, Stu. Uh, yes, listeners, as you can probably tell, we have a very special episode on our hands tonight for a couple of reasons. One being, yes, it's been a whole 12 months uh, and a couple of weeks. What can I say? Our logs are always a little bit fashionably late. That's what they invented prunes for, I suppose. Um, yes, a whole 12 months and a couple of weeks since we dropped our very first episode and we thought we'd celebrate tonight uh, with a very special film and a very special guest. We'll be giving a running, well, more of a jogging, slow walk, complete standstill, eventually oh, commentary on Edgar Wright's classic science fiction comedy, The World's End, and we'll be doing it all with Podcast on Fire, So Good Reviews, an all-round sleazy legend, Mr. Kenneth Ross, and a round of applause, please. Come on, Stu, for the film. Can you get a little one also, just like this? Thanks very much. A little bit quieter, but no less meaningful. Kenny, first off, how are you, dude? Special guest tonight. Excited to be here. It's very fun. It's a different uh, vibe to my regular podcast. I've never been on a drinking podcast, which is why I essentially I'm not drinking because I'm one of those boring kids. <laughs> It'll be the first. And the last. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like loud noises or fun, so this is going to be a great for you listeners. Try and try and the volume a little bit. Stu, old buddy, old friend, old pal of mine, how are you? Is that acceptable, Ken? My blood is already boiling. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm uh, yeah. thirsty. Dirt me too, man. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to get this celebration on the road. Um... I will be drinking Banks's beer tonight, a classic British brewer to complement the film somewhat. Guys, what are we sipping on this evening? Stu, do you want to go first? Um, I'm more or less just hauled out a couple of tins from the, the beer 52 box. Nice. So I'll rattle those off as I'm having them. And just a Budweiser as well. Nice I'm not man. sure if it's like a palate cleanser or... Mm, good selection, good selection. We got any more uh, stouts in there, or are they all gone? No, they've not been touched yet. <laughs> you only have stout on a Sunday, Tom. Ah, is that uh, how it works? Is it during mass or after mass? Isn't it the blood of Christ? I don't, I don't I think you need to see a doctor if it's that dark. There might be some kind of clotting going on there. Um, Sc- Scottish Ken, mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a Scottish mask. Oh, I should be buck fast then, really, yes, to be honest. Gosh, of course. Of course. Um, Ken, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Hopefully not buck fast, because you probably won't make it through the film. You'll probably be out smashing windows instead. Uh, what are you sipping on, bud? I suppose so. Well, I'm I'm not a drinker, not anymore. Uh, so I bought something non-alcoholic, but I thought like, if I'm going to show up, I should at least uh, adhere to the theme of the show and buy mm. something from uh, the, the off-license. Is that what you call it? I learned that phrase from watching UK sitcoms. The off uh, yeah, the off So yeah. I bought uh, two non-alcoholic ciders, ki- kiwi cucumber and uh, ap- uh, apple cider with, uh, with hints of uh, peach. 
So that's cool. Very nice. So, so Very I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I abandoned alcohol and uh, t- took on cannabis instead. So, <laughs> but, but, but I'm not going to do that uh, either because I don't uh, when I record these things. So uh, that's, uh, um, another yeah. show that is. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I I don't know anything about alcohol in general, nor non-alcoholic. But I thought like non-alcoholic beer just sounded kind of odd but non-alcoholic cider sounded more uh, i don't know it made more sense and i, I can't explain anything yeah. else beyond that i think because the fruitiness gives it more like a juice kind of squash vibe doesn't it where if it's just you know beer it's just kind of non-alcoholic beer rather than kind of anything else fancy but yeah that's so. uh, a good 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 pick man i'm, I'm you know uh thank you for joining us uh in thanks that regard we, we really appreciate it buddy and um yeah thanks for going all out with with the brewskis um two of them two jeez this guy's gonna be an absolute mess by uh the end of the film um, zero listeners... point zero percent <laughs> literally that like if you were in, in doubt it says non-alcoholic on on yes. the thing but if you were in any doubt, they put the data on there as well. If, yeah, if anyone was wondering, uh, Ken's definitely legit this evening. Um, so listeners, how this works is you have a few moments right now to get the film rolling and then pause as soon as it begins. Um, we're all watching the UK Blu-ray tonight, so you might have a different copy. The timing, may, timing might be a bit different somewhat, but our copy runs at one minute one minute one hour 49 minutes and seven seconds so if you're uh playing with that copy tonight you'll be good to go um so yeah pause as soon as it begins you're still on the zero zero what's what's the dots in the middle dot dot it's like dots one dot on top one dot at the bottom i I don't know what that is but zero zero dot at the top dot at the bottom zero zero mark as we'll be doing also or, or or have already done uh, and yeah, then proceed to buckle ourselves in. We'll have a countdown, then all hit play together, hosts and listeners alike. And thus begins this evening's commentary, right, guys? Before we go mm-hmm. on, anybody need PP, brewski, snacky? Have you closed the windows? Got your medication? Are we actually recording? Are we here? Or are we just avatars in an artificial reality enslaved by robotic rulers? Please, someone let me know. We're all fine. That's the absolute <laughs> bare minimum uh, that I can hope for. Um, so that's the utterance of a, a very excited stoner. We're so, all fine. Is that as excited as you're going to get this evening, Ken? Uh, we're in for a treat, man. We're in for a treat. Well, but um, no, guys, glad you know. Um, really happy you're both here. Glad we're doing this. Looking forward to it. So I'm on pause at the moment. Should we do three, two? One press play on one, or are we going to do this? Press play on play. That's three, how... two, one play. Yes, sir. That always works in my experience. Three, two. Stu, how are you feeling about this, man? Um, happy, <laughs> ready to go. Let's do it then, man. So I will be saying, in a, don't do it on this one, but I will be saying three, two, one play in a moment. We're all going to hit play when I said play. It's going to line up. It's going to be beautiful. So here I go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, no, my laptop's shutting down. <laughs> Cancel the recording. That's it. It's over already. Stu messed it up. Jeez, Stu. Come on, man. Oh, I'm going for um, a special recovery. <laughs> <laughs> ha! 
<laughs> was that the backup plan, was it? Yes. Good form, All man. goes Good wrong, form. just drink. Yes, that's that's what I do in a crisis. Uh, lads, how familiar are you with uh, the film this evening? This is my kind of fourth or fifth time. Oh, boy, it's a favourite, all right. Yeah, you. <laughs> definitely. I think it was always my least favourite, the trilogy, but now it's definitely my favourite. How so? Is it funny or is it because it's a little bit poignant or it makes yeah, you think definitely. a little bit too? Definitely, man. I think it's, life. yeah, it's got both of those elements to it, I think, which I really like. It is funny, but it's also got that kind of uh, pathos to it, which uh, I really, really dig. So I think that's that kind of what's it, what puts it above above the rest for me. How about you guys? It's a first time watch for me. I, I, mm. I simply never pursued it. A little bit uh, discouraged after... I never thought Hot Fuzz clicked all the way through. I still yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, so. And then I just, well, I think it's out there. I think it's about this scenario, but it's about something supernatural as well. I'll get to it eventually. And this was mm. uh, a good uh, opportunity to um, to see it for the first time. Yeah, what's uh, what's well, what's exciting about this film, I think, is if, if you always tell someone or recommend someone without letting them know kind of what exactly happens, because I think the third act does kind of come out of nowhere. It slowly kind of creeps up a little bit, but I think in general it kind of comes out of nowhere. And if you're not expecting it, it's uh, it's a real treat. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in hindsight, uh, they're uh, having a lot of fun with clues in dialogue and visually, um, which you will notice both on first and second viewing. Uh, there, there's a lot of things about we're going to get annihilated, the end is nigh. Yeah. And, uh, but but in during second viewing, you can sort of pick up some more clues i think uh, yeah. about uh, maybe when they reach newton haven uh, the clues are very much on display but uh, uh, is newton haven a real place does anyone know that is that uh, completely made up this is something that we probably should have checked beforehand right sure <laughs> totally <laughs> you're english you and you're scottish you should know your geography <laughs> yes it is uh, well no it's a, it's a it's a fictional town depicted uh, in the movie um, I'll have a look into kind of locations where it was filmed maybe later on in the... I've, con- I've already just went and done a wee Google. Uh, it's Hertfordshire. There we are. Yeah. There we are. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, you, what you were saying, Ken, um, or to expand on what, what you were saying, there's definitely a lot of great payoffs, a lot of things that are kind of hinted at, and I think it really works well on repeated viewings. Because you start to kind of see the stuff that's that's the clues, as you say, that are put there in in the beginning of the film. This this intro is great. It's um, I think like the other two film, uh, the other two films in the series, uh, that being Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy, it captures like small town England perfectly. And and it's also his uh, his uh, personal like quick cut, intense yeah. style, which. Uh, you know, it, it's it's here for a purpose. It's a it's a story. It's a flashback, and um, his. Uh, but but that that's a style that I think he's uh, worked fairly well. There's always these uh, re- repetitive, uh, and I don't mean that that in a bad way. These repetitive uh, uh, images. In this case, it's uh, the uh, the pints being poured and things like that. Yeah. He, he there's always a. Uh, like an audiovisual element to Edgar's uh, film, but obviously he slows down here because we realize that uh, this is clearly not him hanging out with his friends. This is uh, yeah. this is therapy of sorts. So it's this is... the sort of first hint that um, not everything worked out 
that well and he's uh, pos- he's possessing uh, he's got problems still to deal with yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think we you were talking referring to the kind of uh, sam raimi s quick cuts ken that that right does a lot because there's quite a few of them i think it's maybe a little bit less in this film but there's a few of them still um in this film the kind of quick quick cuts kind of zoom ins uh which always work really well well you you, you pick your moments and i think yeah, edgar in generally does that uh, well Shaun of the dead has uh, you know a couple of those uh, elements i also remember that uh, it's a little bit uh, guy Ritchie in style of course um, mm. and um, it can go further back than that uh, a little bit tony scott frenzy to the visuals in a way but um, you know I don't mind a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little, Tony Tony Scott with a little bit of restraint, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on the era you you were watching, yeah. uh, Tony Scott's uh, films they they were quite frantic, and some eras were just uh, stylish and smoky and uh, colorful. A la, you know, mm. uh, Days of Thunder wasn't like Man on Fire. Let's just say uh, different types of um, styles in those. Oh, definitely. Yeah, his eighty style was kind of uh, a lot different too what did in the kind of 90s and beyond so more kind of talking towards is towards the kind of late 90s i suppose early 2000s kind of style is is what you're referring to so is there a question baked into the, the plan here of uh have you done this have you done the, a pub crawl akin to this uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know because i uh, well i don't have 12 pubs in my small little town so i cu- couldn't but uh i i'm like this guy uh where he asks like uh haven't you ever wanted to do that again no not particularly, no. <laughs> I'm not this guy. So, have you ever attempted anything akin to this, lads? Every weekend, man. Of course. Uh, <laughs> no, I wish there was. I wish there was twelve pubs. Kind of um, probably is twelve pubs, but a bit more kind of further away uh, or further away from each other. That you know, compared to kind of what we have here. But yeah, man, I think it's 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 one of them we all do, especially when when we're young and feeling a bit indestructible but i think the closest i ever got was 10 points and that was a i don't get it is it one per dude. pub or it's got to be one per pub. pub yeah do one per pub hmm. and then move on to the, the because they mentioned the 50 at one point in the movie i was like 50 across 12 <laughs> well, that's, are you kidding me <laughs> well no that's uh, that's tw- 10 points each yeah okay fine fine fair enough <laughs> so like yeah maybe 50 points per person would be a bit excessive a tad, a tad excessive i would think sure you've done that though right 50 is just you know walking the park for you that's tuesday morning like, right in a year yeah definitely yeah. easy <laughs> you ever attempted something like that man <laughs> i once yeah and maybe in the last five years and it was I, it didn't plan to be one but we just ended up going to every pub in sort of the high street and nice. it's came to maybe about eight or nine bars by the end of it and Oof. it was a case of sinking a Budweiser in each one of them and we went through every pub and by the time we got to the last place which was a nightclub one of my friends <laughs> fell over and face planted uh, on the road yeah. and yeah. the bouncers wouldn't let us into the club <laughs> and I was more than happy about that <laughs> you didn't start to like you know drive the car through the pub and let yourself, you know, we'll, we'll get out and pull yourself a point now. No, by that point, when he fell over, I was like, well, now I'm sober. Now. So like, <laughs> like, you're just kind of like, right, help you up. Okay, let's get a taxi yeah, and get out of here. All over then, dude. All over then. But yeah, I think it, it's kind of what a lot of people do when, when they're young, Ken, to, uh, to kind of answer your question. I think, I think we all have. 
Um, definitely. I say you get a bit older and your tolerance goes down a little bit, even something you really you really love, like beer. That's, but... that's probably why I stopped drinking, because my tolerance <laughs> just went, you know, uh, I, I was totally dismantled in terms yeah. of uh, tolerance. Like, the, this is not... Uh, uh this is not working anymore so uh let's mm. just uh, stop it stop this i got a little bit of a david brent vibe to simon peck's uh character yeah like, ooh, yeah ooh, get out the fuck machine or get you a fuck machine man i, mean, I just yeah. thought that was english folk <laughs> yeah you might be on something there Sue, but i think i think yeah you could tell but you know why it makes sense that it is david brenton style because uh, there's papers behind uh, the uh ricky gervais character david brenton in the office yeah, yeah, of course, and, uh, of course. and i think it's probably the most interesting aspect of this movie to me that to, to see simon Pegg, you know clearly from the beginning he is uh you know he, he's stuck in uh you know in uh early adulthood mode mm-hmm. if that you know, he's happy about having fun, of course, but he's not, you know, not being able once to make it to the world's end and now possibly being able to make uh, to make it to the world's end. Is that going to automatically change things? And it seems like, judging by the fact that he's in therapy at the beginning, this is not the solution for or things. Uh, um, so it, it's interesting uh, without being, you know, heavy necessarily. But uh, it's interesting to see that uh, he's... Um, He's uh, not uh, progressing. He's regressing a little bit. Yeah, I, I think, and obviously the the office itself was a kind of huge influence on on British comedy that's still felt to this day. So I think this might have a little bit of that kind of in it in terms of um, a little bit of, of DNA. And obviously Martin Freeman here kind of playing a uh, a big role in the office as well. Playing what Martin Freeman plays best is uh, reacting to uh, chaotic characters yeah. in his environment yeah, definitely, just, uh, with definitely. a sort of internal side or external side like, yeah he's a great straight look man at I the think. camera and sort of like look at the camera and non-verbally ask the camera like can yeah. you see this can you see what's going on oh, he, <laughs> yeah he, he, he was so great at playing with the camera in uh, in the office martin freeman in that regard yeah it's fantastic and uh he's really good in this uh as well but yeah it makes a perfect straight man to the kind of silliness and uh, yeah, get some great reactions and, and just, just plays with the material really well. Um, but yeah, uh, I think in this film as well as, as the other trilogy, as always, Edgar Wright makes some fantastic musical choices. Um, and it's like Inception because he chooses music tracks that sample film dialogue for the film. Yeah, yeah, I saw in the it's subtitles awesome. uh, that they, and I wasn't sure about it, that it says uh, Peter Fonda in the subtitles. I was thinking, like, is this something Easy Rider or something like that? Because uh, um, Yeah, the dialogue, uh, no, is it's the wild ones? It's, it's sample from, I can't remember now, it's the primal screen. Maybe, but uh, uh, it, it happens back. during the therapy sequence. It says Peter Fonda in the subtitles, uh, and, and I'm not terribly familiar with uh, Easy Rider or the wild ones, but, uh, uh, you know, He's a film fan, uh, music fan, but uh, I, I suppose the music, uh, uh, retro throwback music, uh, obviously makes sense because uh, these boys are, you know, reliving a memory of sorts. So, 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 uh, so I heard Suede on the soundtrack at one point, so obviously that. It's, uh, got, a, it's got a fantastic uh, soundtrack, this says. Um, really, really kind of great, great picks. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I really like the unfinished business angle uh the the nostalgia that brings and the pathos uh you know and the 
the notion of kind of growing up and the bittersweetness that comes with that kind of looking at the past and stuff it's uh it's it's just really really good really really works but um so tom's first interesting imdb trivia fact of the film i've got to shorten that down a little bit um in every pub the emblem of the network five vertical lines longest in the middle can be seen on the beer taps yeah that's something for high definition freeze frame because it just <laughs> films move quite fast so i wanted a bit i wanted a few ooh ah off you lads you you asleep already i've only had a couple of sips <laughs> i mean he even hinted at it in the commentary that all the guys names are uh, sort of uh, he, uh, medieval type of names of names, uh, yeah. different statuses, you know, a page, a king. There's hints at Camelot, mm, knight, and, exactly, uh, knightly, chamberlain, uh, yeah, prince. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot again. Like I was saying with repeated viewings, there's, there's a lot packed in, uh, and it really works on rewatches because there's things that you missed the first time, second time, because there's things that as I say, I'm probably about four or five watches into it and and there's still things now that i kind of notice look uh, how different. happy paddy constantine is <laughs> he's really he's just happy to be there <laughs> yeah. uh, is that the guy who plays the, the uh, fitness uh, fitness uh, not instructor but the guy who has a, an, an affair with the fitness instructor is that the guy you're, you're referring to yeah he's got is it in the middle 20 right. 23 year old fitness instructor right, girlfriend right. i think that's yeah, yeah. which you always seem seems very happy about but it's got a great great cast of, of british actors and mm-hmm. i think edgar Wright's one of those people that always with his films tends to think okay who do i really want in this film and like you know similar to tarantino really big film fans a lot of influences and tends to kind of say yeah i want this person and that person kind of packs them in together and gets them in the same film which is uh, which is always really awesome i wonder how 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 much he sort of cranks the budget by having to clear so much, uh, uh, so many elements out of popular culture, whether music or obviously the Sisters of Mercy yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. I wonder if he's a nightmare in terms of like I want this and I want this and I want this and I w- you know and and you deal with it, you know uh, the persons who deal with that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would think so. He's definitely very particular. Um, and always kind of very personal with his with his with his choices, whether it be I say like stylistic choices, music choices, etc. So I suppose he is a bit of a nightmare, but we always end up getting fantastic films out of it. So I mean, they seem complete enough. I, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen anything beyond these three. To be honest, I haven't seen the uh, Pilgrim one or the Baby Driver one. But um, I suppose yeah, also gone. just a reek of uh, those are wild and sort of visually driven movies and that probably applies to the music and the visual content so I suppose you someone needs to have an eye on the legal legal stuff yeah <laughs> definitely he's always got like a very um personal style or a very specific style you can kind of tell I haven't seen Baby Driver but Scott Pilgrim's fun um I haven't seen it for Baby a long Driver's time a but is he really yeah yeah definitely um, that's one where it's almost like you're watching a musical because the cast are working in time with the soundtrack. Yeah, like yeah. a chase sequence, and every footstep the main character makes is in time with like the drums of this certain song. And that's amazing. Oh. Yeah, it, it's kind of like his his musical choice is taken to the 
nth degree, you know, with, with mm-hmm. that, it sounds like. But yeah, Scott Scott Pilgrim was Kevin okay Spacey as well. Wasn't in it. Yeah, probably a reason why I haven't pursued that like intensely. Like uh, that guy. Can I get Christopher Plummer now? Damn it. <laughs> d- d- deep fake uh, Plummer into it. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't care if it takes all the money in the world. Do it. Just do you, it. You know, there's a little challenge with this film is to uh, tolerate uh, Simon Peck's character because they they really play up the fact that he's tolerable to the to the you know in premium degree. He's uh, reckless in traffic and he's a liar and manipulator. And for some reason, he's playing arcade when uh, he's he was just going to hit the loo. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, it, 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 there's a purpose to this, but uh, I don't know what you you guys think that that was like a challenge to overcome because I, I don't think he's the fun guy to be around. Uh, this no. type of person that would just grate on, on at least me. Well, maybe fun guy to be around, but obviously not the most responsible. But I think, yeah, he doesn't start off uh, in a particularly likable light. And I think, but I think, he, you know, he works for it. And I think once you get to kind of halfway, you know, definitely when I mean, we get to the great, end of the film. Uh, but the, you know, it's uh, one of those things cool. where you, 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 you got to work to make uh, audiences uh, uh, get on your side in terms of uh, mm-hmm. a character like this. I think Peg does it really well. I think maybe if his previous roles weren't uh, so well established, um, he'd, he'd have a bit more difficulty because I think, but a lot, of, you know, he's always played likable guys, and I think because of that, people uh, with this film at least audiences will kind of sit through, you know, his bullshit for a bit to kind of find that likability there. Because, um, yeah, I think if it was maybe his first film or something, it would be a bit of a uphill battle. But, no, he's great, and it's a bit of a different role for him, you know, mm-hmm. especially compared to the his previous roles in the trilogy. I mean, granted, in Shaun of the Dead, uh, he uh, had to uh, change his life and uh, be better and uh, make something uh, of himself. So there, mm. there was uh, elements of uh, a trajectory from uh, from someone who uh, is definitely not progressing either in Shaun of the Dead uh, until he has to man up and deal with uh, that film's uh, outbreak. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and with Hot Fuzz, I think, I think that there, there are elements there of um, he's uh, very much a proactive character, but um, as a person, uh, there, there's, a, there's a lovely bit of dialogue in Hot Fuzz about um, where he, he sort of openly admits Albeit in a drunken stupid, that uh, I, I I can't disconnect my head from from my work. Mm. It's uh, not in, mm. it's not in my DNA. I thought those moments were lovely. The reason I had a problem with hot fuzz, by the way, is when they they make the town town like gun toting uh, badasses. All the editors <laughs> of the town all of a sudden come, and and uh, it it really didn't click with me because now it's uh, making fun of action movies, and I was following this movie in, in, in a sort of comedy thriller trajectory, mm. and I, I thought that action yeah. climax uh, never really worked for me, personally. I think, like, like the other films in the series, it's a bit of a love letter to the genres, and maybe that one pushes it a little too far, but I think it still works, regardless. But, yeah, like like you were saying, I think Peg always has a bit of a redemption arc to his characters uh, within the trilogy, a little bit, and, and this is no different. Um, it's a loosest, uh, loosest sort of trilogy uh, 
Nay, because it's not a plot element in either of them. Uh, so it, it's almost like uh, they're it's making an fun of It's an ice cream element. It's an ice cream element. And uh, <laughs> where, where is it in this other than at the end? I suppose it's all, end, yeah. only at the end. And, and in Hot Fuzz, I think they buy an ice cream at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, in every, it's in every movie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like... Uh, uh, it really doesn't connect the movies. It's almost like we're going to call it a trilogy based on absolutely the loosest, loosest, mm. like uh, fleeting element uh, that's in the movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, I say there's, there's there's a few things that cross over, but kind of story wise, it's they're all kind of completely different. Which but one they did you share... like best, Stuart, out of the Conetto trilogy? You're not going to ask me first. <laughs> Go on, Stuart. I, I, I probably. <laughs> I was a big fan of Shaun of the Dead when it first came out. Hot Fuzz was fine, but it was always a long film to me. It definitely. Um, yeah. It had a lot of ground to cover. I, saw that I feel like Brandy this is a good underdog break. film. Mm. Definitely, man. Yeah. I think probably Hot Fuzz is the weakest of the trilogy, but it's still a, still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you... Okay, we know the answer for Ken, but when did you first see The World's End? I think about a year after it came out, so it kind of flew under the radar for me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get on with it the first time I saw it for some reason. That seems to be the common reaction. Yeah, I, I saw it uh, in its cinema run. It might have not okay. been opening weekend, but definitely whilst it was still in cinemas, I remember uh, dragging my wife along. I think she might have still been like pregnant when we're expecting our first child and it's still like high summer (laughs) in the third hall of the cinema that the the speakers were that loud it was sending ripples across the screen it was definitely a very makeshift Uh, cinema but it was the only one showing it ah okay was it was a bit of a a rarity in terms of screenings it was down to like how far you needed to travel and this one was like this is one bus, bus journey to the cinema this is ah, okay. not two so we'll go for this one but oh it was roasting but yeah. no i've always kind of been a fan of this one from the beginning even though when we were planning this and we found out obviously the, the dvd i had was an hour and 44 <laughs> and the blu-ray <laughs> you had was an hour and 49 it's like how is this film that fucking long this you might just score the word print this should have been 90 minutes but you forget there's more than just like a pub crawl involved yeah. in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh Wright kinda of learned his lesson from the last film a little bit and tend to cut it down a tad because Hot Fuzz is over two hours, right? A little bit over two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe with this one he started to, to trim it down a bit. I do like this um poke at Weatherspoons <laughs> with every bar being the same. It's kind of a bit you know. It's a bit on the nose, I suppose. I don't actually name them, but you can kind of tell what, what it's about. But yeah, it's a great gag. But, um, Unresolved but yeah, man, conflicts. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting you say it, Stu, because, yeah, a lot of people tend to kind of dig it, I think, later on. But as oh. I was saying before, it might be a lot of that, you know, the, um, the kind of callbacks uh, to stuff probably works a bit better second or third time because there's a lot of it you know there's a lot packed into it so maybe that's what it is it's not maybe as straightforward as, as Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz for, for me Shaun of the Dead 
it's the strongest because I really thought they hit the nail on the head in terms of balancing the the, the homage they were paying to George Romero, but also making their mm. own fun scenario with their own sort of now uh, quoted type of uh, comedy. Uh, I'm, I'm sure mm. there's you know there's memes galore that came out of Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> but, what, but what really worked is that they I always admire when fanboys get the homage right because it's not enough just to sort of uh, uh, hint at George Romero's movie by naming a zombie bub, you know, or whatever, or setting it in a shopping center. That's us being very detail-oriented. No, they really got that right. It's a difficult balance to even explain how to get the, the homage right without slowing down your own new film. And uh, they got yeah. it right to the degree that George Romero loved Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, absolutely yeah. adored it. He, he put those guys in Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead, there. yeah, which was the year after, uh, if, I, if I remember. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are two zombies, uh, two chained up uh, zombies in Land of the Dead, uh, Edgar and uh, Simon. Uh, so uh, there's no greater accomplishment or compliment, I suppose, that the master said uh, they did all right. Yeah, definitely. Because those guys, you know, love him. And, and as you say, it was a, a huge homage to that film so yeah it's 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 awesome to kind of filmmaker to to pay respect in that way (laughs) this is more like it a completely different pub (laughs) (laughs) do they all look the same around your uh, your haunts guys Uh, are they all uh, starbucked or whatever the uh, uh, they use uh, in the movie yeah it's like your witherspoons trend a kind of a little bit more modern now Mm. this this is kind of more old-fashioned Oh, yeah, I think they're all. They're all right. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I say there's a lot. You got to really look for the the pubs that aren't Weatherspoons now, and the kind of older pubs, and the ones that I enjoy, the ones with a bit more soul and a bit more history. It, it is difficult, but uh, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll turn into anything into Weatherspoons now. But you know, in the day, it's if these pubs are struggling and they're going to close, I'd, I'd you know I'd rather it be a Weatherspoons than than be completely completely out of commission mm. you know some of these kind of very historical buildings so uh are sometimes saved by Wizboons so eh, it's a blessing and a curse um yeah. but yeah my second interesting trivia slice of the I need to come with a better title for this um when as we're about to see now, Sam joins the boys at the old familiar. Everyone stands to greet her except for Gary. This alludes to their medieval names: King, Knightly, Page, Chamberlain, Prince. Where everyone in the king's court would rise to greet a visitor except for the king himself. Nice. Uh, ah. I wouldn't know. Wouldn't have known that. Well, let's do a bit of sleuthing on uh, Reddit. Before coming oh, okay. on here, and there there is a nice number association with the pubs as well. Is there? Yeah, every pub. Obviously, they're going through the numbers. So first post is the first pub, and in the signage in the pubs, they have signs like "Buy one get one free." When ah. it comes to the second pub, the old familiar, two new guest deals yeah. every month. So by the time the like the third pub, the fourth pub, all the signage in there will be something relating to that number of pub that they're in. All the way to the world's end. Ah, okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
Nice little little bit of detail there. Here's uh, here's Gone Girl and Bond Girl. (laughs) Yeah, there's... I did like that one, Ken, very much. Yeah, there was a bit of a Bond connection with this film. Obviously, Brosnan. Pierce. Um, Pierce Brosnan shows up later. Uh, and they he were was both... never Bond, was he? <laughs> Sorry, I was messing with you. Tom is like, I am the utmost uh, Bond expert in the group here. Fuck off, go think, today. No I way. Brosnan wasn't. <laughs> I come uh... from the foreigner. No way. Yeah. You, you really have to continue to deal with Gary being so intolerable. He thinks that Rosamund Pike gave him a sign to follow her into the loo, and uh, there's he, he's, he thinks he's so good at like picking up the signs. He's just so lost, and uh, I think he's uh, 16 still. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's earlier, but at one point, I, I love a little bit what when Peg talks about uh, someone called Karen Egerton that he had sex with and he he says that remember karen egerton and he puts his finger uh he, he makes a hole uh hole of his yeah. fingers and puts a finger through that hole remember karen egerton who i fucked like, <laughs> you did this you did the symbol you did the act with your yeah. fingers you didn't need to say fucked. <laughs> which is a which is a fun thing in speaking of cursing according to the commentary edgar wrote to the bbfc Checking how many times they could say cunts in the film to not to not get an 18, presumably, <laughs> yeah. because uh, you don't want an 18 nowadays for every film you make. Uh, and they got a polite sort of technical letter back outlining how many times they could and in what way they could use it. So the BBFC will answer queries uh, on the subject of um, the C word. <laughs> very, very interesting. But I think that's... Um... I think I think you know uh, these days or in recent years, I think the BBFC tends to be a bit more helpful than uh, yeah. Then we, we get our, our jump over the hedge, uh, we get a jump over a fence or through a fence later as well. Callbacks is in all three films of the yeah of the trilogy, but yeah, I think the BBFC tends to be a bit more helpful these days rather than uh, snip happy, which is it, it's apparently nice. quite hard to get an eighteen nowadays. Uh, I remember yeah, Mark Kerbo yeah. uh, talked about that, and it's. Uh, even if you curse away like this movie certainly does, they really uh, don't uh, hand out these 18s like they used to back in the day. Definitely not, no. Which is, uh, and, and, and so sometimes that's, uh, you know, when you go lower, so some movies want to be 12 for the commercial aspect yeah, of the film, yeah. so they cut out pieces of violence from from it, otherwise it would have been a 15 just to get, uh, you know, some sort of extra one million pounds into its uh, box office uh, earnings yeah. uh, and uh, all of that which i don't particularly like because uh, it's not uh, it's not obscene to be 15 you know no definitely not this is uh i mean we've all done it right no, no we <laughs> definitely not <laughs> at least there, there are no cigarettes in uh, the, the the beers uh, left behind. There were cigarettes in the ashtray, thankfully. So because, but but I suppose it's daytime, so people are not sloppy in that regard by this point. No, no. Saying no. That, I actually kind of had to do something like that once. Oh no! Here we go. Let's see. I, I had I got around in. By the time I got back to the table with the four pints, everyone left the pub and decided to go to a house party. And Without like, you, where were you? What happened? So I, I, we, I was at the pub, I was at the bar getting around and turn around, Obdi had fucked off. And I was standing there holding four beers. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I just That's remember nice taking Did you shower that day? 
I had to take a good big gulp of each pint just so I kind of said, right, I got my money's worth. And I remember promptly throwing up into my shirt later on. Ooh, sounds like a sounds like a very good night. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, smoking in pubs, is that something that you could still do over there, uh, Ken? Or is that something they stopped a long time ago like they did over here? Do do what in pubs? Uh, smoke. Oh, no, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, in, no. indoor smoke. Was it the same? It, yeah, sure. Uh, when you can smoke in restaurants, you can smoke uh, indoors at uh, pubs for sure, and in clubs and whatever. And uh, but no, uh, whenever, uh, whenever the law uh, was uh, put into the books, then uh, then no, I couldn't imagine going back to that era. Uh, when people it was different, before, so. yeah. Especially when you didn't smoke, it was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it was always a bit smelly in there. I think I like. Well, I don't like it, but. It's it's funny how some pubs still have that smell now, that cigarette smell. It's it must just kind of be ingrained in the furniture or like the ceiling. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely become a lot a lot better now for people who, who don't smoke. I like I that they they've that actually um, they're, they're actually enjoying themselves now. They're enjoying reminiscing. Uh, so it, it, yeah. it's not like Peg is uh, being obnoxious. Now they're talking about old memories uh, about. Um, Frost's character falling asleep on a snooker table, and when he woke up, people said it's a year later. It's 1991, and uh, and that's good. That's good nostalgia. That's not being stuck. So I, I think there's like a, a neat balance, and they're they're getting a little bit, a uh, uh, little bit uh, hammered. Uh, the ones that are drinking at this point, Nick Frost mm. isn't, and uh, so so I like that. Obviously, things are going to change uh, when he goes into the loo sometime soon. Yeah, I think Nick Frost has the Nick Frost's character has the the most um, extreme transition into kind of uh, you know his feelings towards the night and his feelings towards. <laughs> but but here, um, Peg is like they've been having a great old deep conversation, and not a second <laughs> later after he's put a period into that shot. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of like him. You think he's gonna listen for once for like thirty seconds. But no, he's uh, in his own world. Yeah. And he's already ordered shots while the guy was talking about um, his, uh, his uh, past with uh, Bully. Yeah, so. that's another great moment, that is. It gets a, a fantastic payoff towards the end of the film. That kind of side story yeah. that, that we you have. Know, there's always that one person a night that fucking gets shot. Always, dude. Yeah, I suppose like the, last few ones, the persons are the most... Just, all dudes enjoying a beer, and then some can come across singing tequila with yeah. a tray of tequila. And I was like, really? Do we have so, to go there? So can we person, just stay here? It's but always no. a person's nah, most nah, 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 nah. <laughs> And it just ruins your, your kind of palate the whole night, and then you, you can't go back to beer. It's dreadful. So much of my Bacardi Breezer. It's all over after that. Like, There's no way you're going back to beer. Mm, so, you may as well wrap your lips around the blue wicket at that point. Definitely, man. Definitely. But have you been the guy, Stuart, who orders shots and sings no, tequila no. while carrying a tray of tequila? No. <laughs> just been he wants guy, to be. He's working towards it. Work nights out, and he's done it both times. He's like, <laughs> Please don't. It's the first uh, movie in this trilogy where... Peg and Frost's character are not uh, necessarily getting on until very, very late yeah. in the film. Their best is in the first, and uh, mm-hmm. they get friendly uh, eventually in um, in Hot Fuzz, but uh, 
Nick Frost is very uh, obviously he he wants to be uh, Peg's friend in that one because he, he's cool. He's the super cop, and mm-hmm. here they're uh, they're defo not friends. And you 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 knew already that he wasn't sincere when he was telling everybody his mom has had died of cancer. You could sort of read on Peg's face mm-hmm. that uh, he's uh, he's doing an awful thing by lying about. Uh, something like that. It's one of those things you're gonna go to hell, buddy, if you evoke uh, the cancer card when it's a big old fat lie. Yeah, there's a bit of kind of distrust there on the kind of side of of the characters and also the audience itself. To be honest, I think at the beginning, like yeah. you were saying, Cam. I mean, even when he's asked to, uh, like, yeah, explain the funeral, how was it? I can only describe it in two words. Yes, really, really sad. Oh no, that's two. No, that's three words. Really sad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of the part of the film where we kind of—it's like a from dusk till dawn. Yeah, like, definitely. If you're going into it, you're thinking it's a pub crawl movie. Right, these are just guys going to a titty bar. What do you mean, they're vampires? Yeah, I think Which, it's a, honestly, you know, this would have worked even without this element. I, I, I could have seen, foreseen like an alternative version of this where they simply played it out mm-hmm. through the pubs yeah. with, with the dramatic elements uh, as the driving story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, 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 it would. I think they would have been up to it as makers. They, they don't need to be wild like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know. In uh, when the Redux version comes out of uh, well, so reshoot it without uh, the blanks. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it could work like that. And I think this is the the moment of the film where if you don't know what you're getting into uh, mm. when you first watch oh. it, it, yeah, it all kind of gets a bit strange quite fast. Mm-hmm. And, and you and you would think turned into Doctor Who. Exactly. You you would <laughs> think that this is. Uh, them uh, desperately trying to get uh, past the sensors, but it's a really neat design choice by having these be uh, plastic dolls, and that's why they they break so uh, so easily. And I think they said on the commentary that this is a movie about uh, looking back on youth and trying to recapture youth, and mm. that would sort of include um, action figures. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, there, there, there's an element to that. It's not just to get. Uh, Past like the American census uh, by having blue blood or whatever, um, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is a the, the classic story. Like when they first made uh, the not first made, but when they made Evil Dead Two, they had they did so much variation of uh, the fountains of blood in that movie, mm. where it was blue and green and uh, red every now and again, and that got them past the MPAA easily. There were no yeah. objections to, uh, but you know, in the past, whenever. They did feature bloodshed, uh, red bloodshed. It was just immediately like X. You're an you're an offensive yeah, and uh, pornographic yeah. product all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have um, fight choreography here by the late great Mr. Brad Allen, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty damn good for a cast of non martial artists. I yeah. think. They end up kind of looking pretty good, to be honest. Um, they with the help of some stellar choreography, but I don't didn't look up the person's uh, last name. Damien something was uh, mm. like a fight choreographer on the on the show, but uh, yep, I didn't know Brad Allen uh, had gone through you know the Jackie Chan stunt team group and into uh, 
not not Hollywood, but obviously uh, it, it's uh, it's English cinema, the British uh, cinema, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's uh, obviously uh, sp- spread out all over the world, including to Hollywood. And apparently, he did similar uh, duties on. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Kingsman. I was about to say the Kingsman speech, but no, the, the Kingsman. Uh, <laughs> that would have been an interesting film. And as recently as uh, Chang Chi, uh, he worked on yeah, uh, the stunt. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. took my son to go see Chang Chi, and after the the mid sequence uh, clip, uh, they always have their flashy credits for the cast name. And then it's another clip teasing another movie. And as soon as that finished, the first credit that come up would say an action choreographed by by Brad Allen. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, dude. I think he, yeah, he worked with um, Roy on a couple of films. I think he, he did Scott Pilgrim as well, which is kind of like this hyper kind of stylized, um, which has hyper stylized martial, martial arts um, fight sequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, exchanges um, are pretty damn good because, as you say, they, they all the men are there. Uh, Including Nick Frost, uh, as a big guy, you don't expect him to move like uh, Jack yeah. Chan or anything. But uh, they really are crossing lines effectively here, rather Definitely, than yeah. just having Peg versus one, Frost versus one, Freeman versus one. And uh, I think that's a sign of clever choreography where they work to each person's advantages and disadvantages. Definitely, uh, yeah. Because uh, they, I, I, I don't think the requirement was okay. Everybody hit the gym for six months to do the toilet fight. No, they, they work with uh, what they had and uh, rehearsed and prepared. And you can't do this all loosey goosey either. Because as the guys explained in the commentary, there's a special effects budget to have in mind. Yeah. Everything needs to be planned out because we need to budget the special effects. So it's not just physical. There's a lot of CG blood and obviously when uh, the body parts are. Or, uh, or or flying all over the place. There's, uh, so uh, you you can't be all Hong Kong cinema about it and make it up on the day. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was a bit too Hong Kong cinema. It wouldn't. It would take away from the reality of the situation a little bit. You know, I, I think it it works well and it, it plays. I said, can it plays to their strengths? Um, and just kind of it fits well. It doesn't feel kind of. We're stopping for a fight scene now. It tends to, it feels like it flows with the story, which I think is perfect for uh, this film. <laughs> and and also, it's uh, thankfully Edgar, while he might not have an eye towards Hong Kong cinema like you guys have and I have, clearly someone could decide that this can be shot with uh, clarity. And not yeah. be obscured with uh, way too shaky camera work or way too poor edits to disrupt flow. There, there, there is a sense mm. of uh, let the guy with experience working with Jackie Chan have his input yeah. here. Definitely. And uh, I, I think you can see that in a variety of uh, scenes that are um, in, in that one and a variety of scenes that are coming up. Without it being, you know, well, let's parody yeah. the Matrix, let's parody Crouching yeah, Tiger. It's not, cool. uh, it, it's not uh, on that uh, level or anything, uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I just noticed that, Stu, as you said, you're talking about the numbers. I just noticed it's shots mm-hmm. for something now every day. Oh, yeah, every day, four till seven. Four till seven, yeah. I started to see it. It's not, it's not something I, I knew until you told me. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. again, there's just, more stuff that's kind of unraveling with it with each viewing which i think is is awesome it makes it very satisfying 
but it makes it a very satisfying <laughs> film to return to. It's, uh, it, it, it's funny, uh, another thing they said about the work with Brad Allen uh, and the other fight choreographer, Damien, whatever his last name is, I'm terribly sorry. Shout out. <laughs> shout, shout out to the guy, Damien. <laughs> Wright says, for every two ideas that they had in the script uh, and the storyboards, the choreographers had four. So obviously they had major input and could enhance yeah. uh, stuff that's uh, quickly written in the script, you know, the loo fights. You can't write that script you need to uh, you need to work uh, you uh, you need to work it out yeah definitely i think even if you like love a genre or or, or love a certain kind of element of cinema it doesn't mean that you're going to be good at putting it on cellular cellulose you know you need to bring someone in to to capture that and i think he you know Edgar Wright had the the kind of good thinking to to bring a kind of a specialist in who knew what he was doing Five who was who's, who, who, who's gorgeous? <laughs> ha, ha. I'll go open another beer. I think. What after that gag? <laughs> is it for? Is it forced? <laughs> it might be more palatable to drink. To drink, to drink to you. Um, I've I've already knocked out a tin of Noon Whistles uh, Cosmo Pale Ale. How was that, man? It was all right. It was a bit fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've had this one before, so it's quite nice. Five uh, percent volume, but one I'm going to try the Restless Years um, Pale Ale. Now I didn't like it last time, but since I got another ten for free, why not? But this why is the not? beer that is pale ale with rye. Okay, okay, that's interesting. What, what the fuck is rye, and why are they putting it in my beer? Uh, it's what whiskey's made with. I'm assuming um, that it has kind of maybe a whiskey flavor to it. <laughs> Report back once you once yeah. you've tasted it, please. I'm just gonna drink it from the tin because I don't trust it. So, how do you reckon oh. the drunk drunk yeah. acting uh, is, oh. guys? Uh, is this a uh, convincing uh, convincing? Uh, Try to act sober or unbothered while you're completely plastered. It's good, it's good. I think it's very kind of it's natural and it's quite authentic, authentic, especially towards the the end of the film. It never goes too far into, you know, um, never goes too broad. I think sponsored by Foster, do you think? Which is also, oh man, definitely, definitely. There's the, the, the there's Foster's there. Yeah, there's Cronenberg. I, I saw John Smith in the first pub, so I, I was on the lookout <laughs> this time. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit look. But yeah, there's no specific specific beer that they drink apart from apart from Foster's. Um, so maybe, maybe so, mate, maybe so. Um, but I'm not gonna drink that for this evening. Uh, you cannot force me. So <laughs> we'll just watch these guys enjoy it instead. And because I can, and uh, you guys can't stop me, I'm gonna uh, exit for uh, a minute or two uh, for a bathroom break. So I'll, I'll, I'll bucket in the room. So I'll just no, not anymore. <laughs> so I'll just uh, be back whenever I'm back. You have got your piss bag connected up tonight. Yeah, what about this this uh, alcohol free free cider? I think Aren't he's they left. Out? I, think, I think he's left. <laughs> oh, for he's sake. already gone. <laughs> Does he do this for eighty-eight films? Does it take a piss break for the Armour of God Blu-ray? So rude. Jesus. <laughs> Professionalism, come on. We want a little bit, little bit more of it. How was the beer, Stu? Um, the, the beer with rye is 
very harsh. I guess really? it does have like that whiskey kick. Has it, it really just doesn't blend man. well. No, I'd be interested to try it, but I don't know whether yeah, I don't know whether they would. I know a lot of people drink boilermakers together. They mix the whiskey with the beer, but I, I don't know whether I don't know. I think it would take yeah. away from 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 yeah, both of them really. <laughs> try maybe try towards the the back end of the commentary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When when I've got the thirst <laughs> and my inhibitions are low. So is this <laughs> what bar is it? Is this the the trusty servant that are now? Uh, I th- I think yeah, you may be. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're right. Mm-hmm. Which um, most of the pubs have names that kind of uh, hint at, at what actually happens during their time in the pub. Right, and this is one of them. The trusty servant, obviously, being uh, a drug dealer. Yeah, the first post is the first bar that they enter. The old familiar is exactly the same as the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary's finally recognizes the band teenager in the famous cock. Um, they work together during a fight at the cross hands. Yep. All the guys are acting like they're happy except Gary, which is reflected in the sign for the good companion, with uh, which shows four sad masks and a happy one, which was our previous pub. Uh, as you said, the drug dealer, Reverend Green, is in this one, and, and the pub's called the Trusted Servant. Uh, as we go on, the next one will be the bitchy twins uh, are met in the two-headed dog. Oh, yeah. And the mermaid, the characters are tempted to their downfall by beautiful women. And that's mm. all I'm going to say until they, later on. They've got on. that cunt from the, the League of Gentlemen. Or, they, 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 they do. Extraordinary League, the Extraordinary League of Gentlemen? Uh, no, I think that's just a league the, of I think I think that's Sean Connery's last film. Uh, oh yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> Short them to the league the in league. other parts of the Was world. Really? Just, because, just because words are hard. Yeah, words are extremely hard. But yeah, I'm not going to say any more. If, if this is your first view, and I don't know why you'd be watching it with our commentary, but uh, different strokes and all that. So I'll, I'll hold and off. If, and if you pay attention, uh, Martin Freeman is a. Uh, uh, Robert, Robert, che- cheerful after his uh, bathroom mm. break. Spoilers, Ken. I, I like the little uh, uh, bit where um, we we passed it, uh, where Simon Pegg talks of uh, me and the Reverend had a sophisticated code. He does a daily drugs. Yeah. He, he knocks five times. Do, do, do. Have you got uh, any drugs? It's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the fellas, the fellas' name now, but yeah, this has got as a great, great cast of British actors, um, comedic actors, comedians, and even showing up in in smaller roles like this one. And, and, um, I, and I love how so ob- obviously uh, they're uh, they've you know the network they're they're they've obviously overheard the dialogue from the first. Pub, so they want to present a, a bottle yeah. that uh, uh, that Peg will automatically like because uh, he says all the things that he wants mm. to know, and it's obviously so robotic and faked and uh, stored. You know, it's data that's stored that's being delivered, <laughs> and yeah. uh, they, they don't quite get that because they're 
you're sort of they're they're wincing, they're squinting, uh, and and Peg does a wonderful thing. I, I think it's great drunk acting when your elbow slips off the table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not slurring, but when you're you're not in control of your facilities, uh, your you know your body, your limbs, and what have you. So yeah, it's great. It's, it's all very natural and, and works really well. Especially this conversation they have about about naming the blanks and what name they should kind of come up with, and everything happens in a moment with um with peg and kind of going out into the garden and he comes back and they're still having the conversation i think it's it's, it's very funny and very realistic and and know the, the most obvious signs of uh, anyone being blank is uh, in the costume design where they they dress them in blue in a variety of blue outfits scarves yeah. and jackets and what yeah. have you which is not being too obvious but uh, a a telling sign of who's uh, uh, who's who and uh, and and probably a very uh, uh, detail-oriented idea from the network mm. in this case. Mm. We're, we're going to be blue. Yeah, it works really well. works really well. In the toy- even the toilet walls are blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So the toilet is blank. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, scenarios like this, like an entire town replaced by aliens, taken over by the undead, it... it, it Certain other decades make this scenario more fun, but I think in the hands of Wright and Peg, because they wrote it, they're, they're, they're genre lovers. They're sort of able to transfer yeah, to a modern film. There's some vibes of body snatchers here, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm. uh, where everyone, you know, turning in unison and staring. And they, they don't do a sort of uh, uh, sh- shriek that uh, that appears in uh, the Body Snatchers movies. <gasps> it's, uh, Exactly, but uh, they, 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 their eyes light up at one point in uh, when they're stalking these uh, guys, when they're chasing these guys later in the movie, and um, mm-hmm. so they, they do it. Uh, but, but I can definitely see that uh, body snatches is turning up here. But that movie has been remade so many times, whether called Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something else. So it's not a shame. Yeah. A shameful thing. I mean, even Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman did a movie yeah. that essentially was body snatches. A but wasn't called out. It might, might have been called Invasion or something like that. So half a, mm. half a reference to that famous movie that's been remade three times or something. And, and my favorite Invasion of the Body Snatches is still uh, the Abel Ferrara version from 1993. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, that is really good. Really good. Forrest Whitaker is in it for a bit. And uh, yeah, really uh, coming from a sort of grimy, sleazy director like Abel Ferrara, like Driller Killer, Miss 45, King of New York, and then he, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was yeah. really like, and, and, he, and he's like a very, he seems like he's not a product of Hollywood, let's just say that Abel Ferrara. He's his own uh, he's his own guy with his own quirks. <laughs> no, there was yeah, there's some really good remakes around that time. Uh, I don't know where you've seen the Blob remake came, oh, yeah. but that's 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 really good as well. And I mean the, the Night of the Living Dead remake, uh, not so hot, but I think that, yeah, a lot also of that cake. got lost I'm, on the, the cutting room floor, sadly. I I mean the reason that was also made was to finally get Romero the to rights? retain, retain yeah. more of a copyright on the movie because they they messed up uh, the copyright one uh, when they made the original 1968 movie so that's why 
Night of the Living Dead probably has more video releases of any movie <laughs> in history because any it was public domain. It became yeah. public domain. So I, I think they tried to retain uh, did, did that as a way of doing that, but also to update it a little bit. Yeah. That remake is not bad because they uh, reverse some of the characteristics, like the main female character is much more proactive and comes mm. uh, becomes comes out of her shell. Uh, but but you're right, a lot of the gore was cut from that. So it seems like a very sanitized uh, zombie movie, considering you're used to Tom Savini, who directed that, to make some of the most disgusting gore. Yeah, absolute madman, but uh, a genius. This is nightmare material right here. Yeah, this is this is weird. This is not doing a lot for me right now, apart from <laughs> just fear. And it's that action figure theme again that they they put mm. their their, hat, their feet are on where their hands are supposed to be, and they, they can just you know connect them in any way they can and uh, still continue fighting. So I, I don't think this is necessarily scary because it's it's blue <laughs> and it's not the dismemberment. It's not gory, uh, fleshy body parts. It's uh, it's puppet parts. It's puppet parts. Almost, but those yeah. uh, twi- twins looked apart, uh, and especially the more they're dislodged from their body, you know, <laughs> like, 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 look at that, just a <laughs> <laughs> smashy, smashy, what was it, smashy, smashy, eggy man, egg man, like yeah. <laughs> but some yeah, of the really best like, ideas you've had, guys, have come been, uh, yeah, yeah, I really like kind of first character now kind of um yeah as you say i'm ungluing kind of uh, yeah chilling out a little bit and kind of going with the vibe and mellowing out um yeah he's got some great physical comedy <laughs> coming up like that <laughs> he breaks the window and he frost broke the window <laughs> yeah he's got, he's got some great stuff coming up now and he's in his in his drunken state now i outside of these Edgar Wright films. Is there any particular favorite roles that you you like to see Simon Pegg or Nick Frost in? Interesting. Not, not necessarily Interesting. together, because I know yeah, they didn't do what's it, it Paul? Was it with yeah, Death Rogan? That that was that was a laugh. Was I didn't quite enjoy it. Paul was yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Paul Paul was fun. I did enjoy that. Um, I was gonna say I'm, I'm trying to think, but the only thing that I've seen uh, outside. Um, but not the only thing, but something I have seen outside of his collaborations with Wright was Big Nothing with uh, David Schwimmer. Right, yeah. seen that, which which kind of came and went. It's like a black comedy. I don't think a lot of people have really heard about it, but it's 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 a strange film, but very interesting. Um, and I can't quite remember a lot about it, but it, it's quite dark and it's very different to. Mm-hmm. to what Peg uh, normally does. But I also like uh, Run, Fat Boy, Run a lot as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty underrated. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a really great film. Um, here, uh, right, by the way, is uh, is uh, he's a major fan of, like, Italian movies. So this is clearly, like, straight out of the Suspiria book of cinematography. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. uh, the little yeah. Mario Bava, Dario Argento influence uh, here in, in that's just oh, complete man. stark blue mm-hmm. light. Uh, and it's uh, marvelous. Mario Bava is the, is the godfather of that. And Dario uh, went with uh, that style and ran with it um, when he took oh. over the Jallo mantle. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I think the the poster. I think you see the school disco poster coming up maybe after this scene, but it's definitely a tribute to. Well, it's definitely, but it feels to me like a very obvious homage to um, Lamberto Barber's demons. You know, stylistically, oh, sure. Sure. Uh, you know the bad. I mean, the bad guys, the the blanks in general. Uh, but I feel like the poster itself it really pushes the the influence <laughs> on, um, especially yeah, especially this this scene. The way uh, that it's, it's a little lit. clue with uh, Freeman, by the way, they said uh, if you, yeah. they, they, uh, his version, his blank version, doesn't have the O on him because they've, uh, they, they stored his DNA and they recreated him minus the, 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 the burn mark yeah, that the he has mark, the yeah. O. And uh, it's a little clue that uh, uh, you might pick up on uh, first or second uh, viewing. But uh, yeah. it's, there's that kind of logic that the network isn't uh, perfect because they, they, they've stored a version. Of these guys, and that's mm. why uh, Rosamund Pike is going to see uh, a childhood uh, <laughs> crush of hers that's still essentially um, uh, not unchanged, but very young still. It seems. Yeah, um... Rosamund Pike's character is coming across like something out of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, old crumbs. The, uh, yeah. the yeah, yeah. Um, Shu, you saying about Simon Pegg? Were you about to name your? Um, he's got a good sideline in the Mission Impossible franchise. Definitely, yeah. He's been doing a lot more kind of big, big budget, um, like blockbuster movies, sequels recently. But yeah, I think he was on a good run, kind of. Mm-hmm. Maybe and he uh, a bigger in them as they go on. Yeah, definitely. I think you know about ten or ten or fifteen years ago, he was making maybe smaller, smaller films. But yes, he's he's, he's got huge recently. Uh, Star Trek and Star Wars and. Yeah, how really. How was really his uh, Scottish accent, Stuart? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he could get away with it. It has been a while since I've watched one. But I, uh, I didn't know, by the way, that the original actor uh, was uh, in, in the Star Trek movies. Uh, Dewey, possibly, James Dewey, or Duane. Mm. He was Canadian. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm. I didn't think he was Scottish, yeah. but I didn't know he was Canadian. <laughs> they couldn't find um, anyone with a Scottish accent that you could understand. That's what mm-hmm. the problem was. So people have to put it on to make it, you know, sanitize it a little bit, kind of clear it up a little bit, right? And if you didn't know he was Scottish, he was called Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of uh, Nick Frost, I hear that that uh, Cuban Fury was really good, but I never got around to seeing it. Ah, I've, I've heard that's pretty good. Really good, pretty good role for him. I think I did. Maybe watched it when it kind of came out on DVD back in the day, but fuck, I can't remember it now. Yeah. But a good one of his is uh, Fighting With My Family. Ah, yeah. Is that the, the one with the, the rock? With, yeah, it's Florence yeah, uh, really Pugh, and it's, it's the story of, the true story of this young English girl becoming like a WWE wrestler mm, and she comes awesome. from a well-established known British family of wrestlers and Nick Frost pay, plays the dad uh, Ricky Knight and for what you see of all the trailers he, he shares a phone call with The Rock No, oh, he's playing himself <laughs> yeah. he's like hey it's, it's The Rock he's like yeah and I'm Vin Diesel mate and he hangs up on him <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but um Nick Frost also kind of has his ties with Hong Kong cinema as well because he did that series with Daniel Wu into the Badlands. Ah, I remember. Well, we, I remember us talking about this when it first dropped, and I never got around to seeing it. Anybody seen it? It's supposed to be really good. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, um, 
I simply haven't. But um, mm-hmm. you, you know, even for TV, uh, they've allowed the fight choreography to sort of be top to to sort of be top notch. Um, uh, in that one, Stephen Fung was one of the showrunners and producers of the film, and um, mm. I think he had a hand in the choreography, even though he's not a uh, you know martial artist director necessarily, but he's got enough experience where he can sort of put forth ideas, and uh, it, it's apparently very good on that level too. So, uh, but you're right, and now that you say say it, uh, he got onto American TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Roseman Pike herself, obviously, I feel like she's kind of been re not recreated in the last few years, but ever since Gone Girl, I've paid a lot more attention to her. Mm. Um, and but uh, I think it was earlier this year. It was the I, I think it was an Amazon movie called I Care a Lot was outstanding. Ah, yeah, I think I've I've heard about that. Yeah, it was her, Peter Dinklage. And one of the actresses from uh, Baby Driver. Okay. Any good? Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. got like a dark premise where uh, Roseman Pike's character more or less preys on the elderly and ends up getting Shit. them to sign their houses over to them and assigns them into care. And then they sell all of their goods and just make a mint off of them and also helping out like the care homes by getting them clients but she ends up uh not housing uh the wrong person which happens to be the mother of like a like a gangster played by uh peter dinklage ah okay awesome mm-hmm. um here we have pierce coming into the film here I, i've heard on the grapevine he was james bond at one point but um, uh, that could be just a rumor. Oh, 100%. That could just be, you know, Around the world in 80 days, um, for one oh, F-Train. Come on. That cunt was Here involved in a drive-by fruiting. There we go. <laughs> there. <laughs> there. He, was, he was Iceland's most handsome man in the Eurovision movie. Yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. fuck. Play Zha um, Zha Ding Dong. A man... <laughs> Man with many feathers in in his bow. Um, <laughs> they're so good at being drunk, and they they're out of it, and they're sort of paying attention, and some it's not reaching some of them that he's acting all too weird. But it's to be proper and real that he's there, yeah. and he's already poured them, poured them a lager each. Well, what are they? Like eight eight points in now. I think I'd be falling asleep at this point. To be yeah, honest, the, past, the mermaid, <laughs> the mermaid, it maybe the beehive, the bee. I think the bee. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the pub names or the illustrations of each pub had have some tarot card like uh, illustrations as well. Yeah, we said uh, that while you were having a pee. Right, right, right on. <laughs> but you you can you can expand, Kenny, because I, I I stopped it at the mermaid. The real pub names, uh, though, apparently. So they did. Yeah. They they um, probably had to clear real pub names as well. You know, uh, whatever whatever it was called, the cock something. Uh, it's out mm. there somewhere. Yeah. Now, speaking of this, um, where I think I've spoke about this once before with my parents, saying if they're a fan of the world's end, and mm. they said, "Oh, we love it. We go there all the time," and they kind of like took me back a second. Now, yes. this is some uh, Caucasian Samo Hung shit right here. By the yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Andy, uh, that's his name, right? Uh, he's a he's a brawler. He's a mm. Great, uh, great uh, brawler. But yes, there is a, a famous uh, pub in Edinburgh called The World's End, oh, which do cask that. ales and gourmet burgers. Ah, awesome. I thought I heard it was in London somewhere, so maybe a, a I there's probably a few. I imagine yeah, maybe the think, big cities have one each. Yeah, you but would think they would have opened. have a chance to go there yet. No, you would think they would have probably opened after after this film was released, or at least every, everywhere renamed themselves after yeah. this film. Come in, you know. Cox is there in Edinburgh? <laughs> Come for a point. Just stay for the violence. <laughs> There's some uh, such Holston, excellent Holston, choreography Holston with Simon trying to uh, drink the spear. It, it, they, it seems so sloppy that uh, well, j- just spill your beer all over the <laughs> yeah, place. It's but more it's like a drunken style, pre- isn't it? Like drunken master kind it's of. Such precise influence. choreography, and Brad is so good at crossing lines with performers coming in right, left mm. to strike to hit. Mm. And, uh, some admirable work uh, going on here, and uh, mm. so some clever wipes as well, so that the shot is divided into a reality, but it's more continual. As assembled, uh, mm-hmm. uh, really, really was impressed by this, uh, that, and it's not all like here's Nick Frost's body doubled. No, they it's these guys, man. Yeah, it's a good blend of CGI as well. I think there's some there's some practical stuff with it, some of it CGI, but it all it all kind of blends together really well. But Martin Freeman does look like this. Um... <laughs> what in real oh, life? I... Got half I imagine head. he'd just have to spend <laughs> the you meet him, going about with like a green swim cap on his head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's a good gag at the end of the film uh, where they fill in his head, which is really, really good. What was it with like a half a football? You'll, you'll, like have to, yeah, you'll have to wait and see. I don't want to spoil it for you. Already seen it, but I still want to be reminded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's with, a, it's with a lot of football. It's really good. <laughs> yeah this is did you say this was the the beehive stew yeah so I this yeah so. characters are obviously fighting off swarms of enemies so that's that's kind of the uh as ken was saying the kind of tarot card um of this bar in particular they can assemble themselves but not when the heads are smashed to bits yeah. this much yeah that's mm. a bit of a humpty dumpty situation <laughs> Or a smashy mouse, smashy smashy egg man situation. <laughs> but that's it. That's the thing you 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 come to appreciate about Edgar Wright's films. Like they're far more clever than they need to be. Mm. You can watch it three or four times and not know anything about the number association, the fact that the events that happen in the pub reflect in the name of the pub. Yeah. You just you could just take it for what it is, but a lot of layers. Too fucking clever for its own good. Mm. You know that can be overbearing if it's too obvious as well. That uh, yes. we have references all over yeah. the place, but some references uh, come and go. I mean, I, I spotted a very minor one, like the uh, the poster for the school disco. Uh, all the persons in the illustration in, in the poster had lit up eyes. You know, uh, quite uh, benevolent looking. So it was one of those things that doesn't look inviting, but it's <laughs> easy to miss when you're on your eighth. Pub. <laughs> <I'll tell> you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd hate, to, I'd hate to sound, uh, you know, I'd hate to say they're sophisticated at, um, uh, and kind of sound too pretentious about it. But you know, I, I think they are a little bit. They, 
they step it up. They're not just kind of daft comedies. There's a lot of um, little bits to kind of watch the film for um, that works really well on, on repeated viewings, as I was saying. But also, I think, you know, he kind of wears his, wears his influence on his sleeve a little bit, but I don't think it's ever too obvious or too on the nose where you're kind of going, ah, oh, that's from this or ah, oh, that's from that. It's always very subtle, and I think if if you know the film, it works. Um, and if you don't, it just kind of works regardless um, in its own right. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff I dislike is, isn't him uh, taking his fandom to a, a, a too much extreme degree or anything. It's just that, for instance, I like the trajectory of Hot Fuzz going from you know into the thriller and even horror areas with you know the hidden secrets of the town blah 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 and that the hidden secrets of the town includes included or gun-toting elder people yeah i thought like i had not spotted the parody element earlier in the film and i didn't want it (laughs) and here's the fence callback (laughs) Um, uh, in hot fuss he clears the fence and then some he's an acrobat of uh, of note (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh, peg's uh, character but but yes, I, I I think you're right, Tom. I mean, even you know, he's a fan to the degree where he recently made that great um, great box documentary. So he's I've uh, seen he, that, yeah, but I've I've heard it's really good. Look forward to seeing it. Sparks, who wrote the song called Choi Hak and got Choi Hak, the director, to do a voiceover <laughs> on it. Akin to Hello, I'm Choi Hak. I made films. I've won awards. Hello, I'm Choi Hak. I've made films. <laughs> that's, that's all he needs to say. I mean that's uh, that that's all you need to be a fan, I suppose. They they, yeah. they got Choi Hak or, or sampled him from somewhere at the very least. He, he he says that, and also Mickey Rourke bought his own costumes to the set. <laughs> who bought uh, who brought uh, uh, JCVD's cocaine to the set? Uh, I think that was his missus, uh, according to him. Very loyal. Jeez. Um, but Edgar's got a new film out in October. Uh, I think it's maybe, uh, I think it's definitely got strong horror elements. Uh, mm. Last Night in Soho. Oh, okay. Is there a trailer for that yet? Yes, there's, there's there's a couple. It's, it's strange. The second trailer came out last week and they actually kind of suggested people not to watch it because it gives mm. away too much of the plot. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe a movie that's been done for a while and uh, the pandemic has yeah uh, yeah of course delayed it who knows mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of like a horror film told across two periods like nineteen sixties <laughs> and present day oh that sounds really interesting yeah so I'll look forward to seeing it because he yeah. hasn't done me wrong I've I've like took time out of work to go see like Baby Driver in the middle of the day just because. <laughs> Well, it's Edgar Wright. I like to go out of my way to kind of support his films. And nine times out of ten, they pay off. Yeah, I mean... Ten out of ten, because I haven't seen one I don't like yet. Yeah, he always brings something really interesting. Um, And even if the you you don't really quite connect with the film, it's got a lot of interesting things to kind of keep on the lookout for and to enjoy. So, yeah, man, definitely a filmmaker. I always try to tend to keep an eye on and see what he's doing. Now, uh, just bringing it back to the lager, how are you doing with your beers, Tom? Not too bad, about halfway through my second bottle. How are you getting on, bud? Uh, I've opened a tin of Cruz Blanca, a craft Mexican um, 
Mm. IPA. Okay, a Mexican IPA. How's that working? It's quite nice. Six uh, percent. Mm. It's it's just maybe a little bit like the first beer I had. <laughs> I missed that joke about King Gay during my first viewing. Actually, that was great. Yeah, it's maybe a notch above the the Cosmo Pale Ale. Nice man, sounds good. Uh, yeah, More quite like, like, a, like, a, like a lager or. No, it, it, it's an IPA. Okay. Right. Oh, they they class it as a Chicago IPA. Oh, so it's a Mexican Chicago IPA. Yeah. I'm just going to pour it into a glass now. I'm, I'm, struggling, I'm struggling to keep track with all the different... Well, that's it. They've got two different titles <laughs> in the tin, so who do I believe? different titles and, and kind It's got of, L-Tree, uh, Chicago IPA, another side, Cruza Blanca, Craft Mexican Beer. Oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> I've had Mexican lager before, but never a Mexican IPA, Mexican IPA so... Let me know how you get on, man. But, um, yeah, the Banks is, is going down very well. Just bear with me for like 10 seconds, guys. Okay, mate. No worries. Um, so... Marson? He's an underrated fella. You think so? Yeah. I, I know he's kind of been in everything. But... <laughs> I did enjoy his role in uh, Filth. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's... He... Again, he's not one of those guys that's ever been a real kind of starring role kind of guy. Always no, a, a very, he's... very good character actor. But he's in a, he's in a lot, lot of stuff, um, whether it be kind of uh, big blockbusters or, or smaller. Yeah, like, I'm looking at his um, filmography British now, films. and he's got credits in like Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, Deadpool 2. yeah. He's in he's in loads of stuff. Um, I remember uh, Gangs of New York. Right. I think was when I first um, first saw him in that. But yeah, he's he, he de- yeah definitely is man. Um, he's I remember he's in he's in the man who knew too little, isn't he? As like a mugger, the Bill Murray right. film. Um, which is I don't I know whether... from, like from the Winds and the Willow as a kid. Is he a kid? Is he always a child actor in that? Is he? Fuck knows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that one, man. No, I don't remember that one. But yeah, you know, he's kind of a, a reassuring presence, I suppose. He always pops up and, and gives a really good performance. But yeah, it's a bit it's a bit sad when he gets his... Um... Yeah. yeah, you need to show uh, the the draining, the, the takeover to some yeah. degree, I suppose, uh, which is not uh, pleasant. Uh, uh, I mean, the movie never really gets scary as such because it's... Uh, it, it it's not a gory horror, but uh, you know it's the the, the friendship uh, it's established, and you don't want to lose these uh, guys uh, necessarily. You know, Martin Freeman was uh, taken off screen, and we can sort of catch up, and here we get to see it a little bit more up close. So mm. it, it matters a little bit more. Uh, mm, definitely, we, yeah. we build, we improve, we perfect. So that's uh, ominous. <laughs> Anything, anything is. And I would just like to point out, I, like our corrections department, uh, Eddie Morrison has never been in the winds in the willow. Okay. He just looks like, <laughs> just because the cunt looks like a toad doesn't he mean he's in the film, all right, Stuart? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, come on. You can't do him dirty like that. 
<laughs> but he has been in casualty and the bill. That's, well, do you know what I mean? That's British Institute right there. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, very um, The Day the Earth Stood Still kind of vibes from that particular piece of, of modern art, which gets up and starts walking around. Don't be surprised if it actually was exactly that, you know, when they designed that. Uh, yeah. Uh, where the king's head here, which is where you know, um, going with our kind of tarot card theme, where Gary actually finds his head and decides to move on, regardless with the pub crawl. Um, which is, I think, is our tenth pub now. So yes. you would be, you would be pretty pissed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at this point of the night I mean mm-hmm. if anything like I know it's not I mean I think when it gets to this point in the film it's definitely miles away from what it set out as but I think amongst other things this film's like the ultimate love letter to an eye out on the piss which which I like about it you know if all else goes wrong you take it in your stride that's it man the highs the lows uh, it's awesome I mean, there's a discussion to be had, but not quite yet if uh, if it all ends up well or not. But I suppose we can store that question for, for later. Because uh, yeah. uh, uh, there's an argument, I think, for both. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Do you guys feel that the, you know, the finale, is, it's, it's, it's moving, it's kind of way up to the finale. I kind of felt when I first saw it, the finale was maybe a bit, too long but i do i do really enjoy it now mm-hmm. but how do, how do you guys feel I, I feel like i don't mind it but it's probably yeah. because i don't remember it really i do yeah. know it kind of has like a wasteland feel at the end and yeah. you finally get that cornetto gag that you've been sitting and waiting for yeah. for the last hour and a half yeah yeah that's but, that's, what, that's oh what they got a mint one right i could go <laughs> home now yeah I think that on top of the kind of resolution that they have in the present. They seem very, by the way, very, uh, you know, they they run past Peg, so they're not sharp as uh, blank creatures. They don't turn around in time and they sort of seem lost very easily. They break easily and uh, their radar seems to be very... uh, very yeah, off for some reason, which is a, it's a fun guy. You can run the, below, below this guy, and uh, that, that's uh, that's fine. And yeah. he's, probably, he's probably stuck in the ground for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, here, like the the design of the guys with the, the blue lights from their their palms and their eyes. This what makes me think so much of like Doctor Who nowadays. Even though mm. I've never really paid attention to like the modern interpretation of Doctor Who series, but. It's kind of like your Cybermen or Daleks, mm. just kind of this pulse and blue lights, just kind of to put people into submission. Yeah. And this poor cunt's just trying to chug a pint. <laughs> it's a, it's a mental, literally here, because as he's going to explain, Peg, that this means more, more to him than even, even deadly peril than this. Um, and it's quite uh, quite felt because uh, yes. the, the, the sort of psychological roadmap uh, doesn't need to make sense, but that's it still means the world to him to 
to do this and uh it's a great scene yeah you know he might not uh he, he might not think to himself that everything will be solved after this but it's simply something he needs to do he needs to put mm. down one puzzle piece and complete one puzzle at the very least uh, and uh, whatever happens after that happens you know uh, it I, I don't know if the um the intent is that he's actually uh, escaped from a mental hospital or not, uh, because he still has his patient's tag in, in a scene in a bit here. But um, um, I think it was, I think it was a suicide attempt. I think with the bandages on the wrists. Right. Yeah, right. I right. That. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were, what they were shooting for. Uh, the previous pub was the hole in the wall, and the car is drove through the wall to create a hole. Welcome, join our club. Um, yeah, so here we have the, the the final pub. As I say, Kenya, he gets a great, great kind of scene here with some great dialogue. It's like the kind of emotional resolution of the film in uh, some respect. Yeah, these guys can play off each other even in the dramatic uh, scenes. Again, Hot Fuzz mm. demonstrated that as they uh, had their... Uh, uh, point Break, Bad Boys 2, a double uh, double uh, header uh, at home, but also the scene uh, when, spoilers, Nick Frost uh, is uh, bitten and turns to a zombie by the mm. end. You know, they're, they're sort of final goodbyes. They're, they're, they're nicely underplayed uh, and uh, heartfelt uh, scenes. So these guys can play off each other um, uh, dramatically and they're not just uh, clowns, obviously. Definitely. I mean, I think they'd have such a... Um... They've been working for so long at this point together as well and uh, produced so much stuff together, working as kind of a double act that I think at this point, as you say, Ken, it all comes very naturally, whether it be comedic or dramatic. It's good. There's a good little payoff for uh, Nick Frost's character then as well with the, with the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just punched my wedding ring out of a robot's Exactly. <laughs> Fight for what's important. You uh, don't see BBs. It's all right. You don't need to use the word tummy. <laughs> uh, now, when it like... comes to the number association, the signage, supposedly there's a point where it says uh, last drinks at 12 p.m. since this ah, is okay. the 12th pub. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, they're, they're bandages and patients tags. Okay, gotcha. Oh, Not all as in cute as in all. This is sad. Yeah. This it's means it. a lot to him. I mean, I mean, Simon is so on and so amped in the movie, but he doesn't go overboard with uh, the melodrama. No, I here, don't you know think what so I mean? Because uh, he, he's, uh, he's 110%. You know, when he's having a good time and uh, he does cocaine, obviously, so he needs to act a little bit uh, more amped. Uh, but it's uh he, he he finds this place he's good, he's good at mm. that i agree yeah i really, really do agree i think at this point you're fully um sympathizing with the character and there's been a, like a definitely a a bit of a 180 in terms of what the character was kind of like at the, at the start of the film um Again. and yeah this is this is we're at the world's end and Literally, the world ends. <laughs> Is it this part, Stuart, that you thought that, that this extended dialogue here in the underground that you thought was going on for too long? Or uh, yeah, I, I think it's a scene that's coming up. 
where I was like, all right, okay, we're going mm. there. Yeah. I think I, th- I think it's just this, and then the, the kind of the the post-apocalyptic scene on the end as well. Maybe a bit too long in hindsight, but I think oh, they've ended up in an underground car park. How yeah. weird! <laughs> <laughs> I think on the first viewing you feel that, but I think once you know what to expect, it, it works a lot better. Um, I mean, it sort, it sort of made me ponder uh, after I sat down and watched it, uh, especially when it came to the choice that Simon Pegg's character makes for humanity, you know, yeah. Where, and, and, and that's what I was talking about earlier. If, uh, if this is really a, a happy ending because humanity loses all its technology, it goes back to medieval times, but they make do. They, mm. uh, they, there, there is a life they can live there. There's a uh, crops to be, uh, done and harvested and all of that. It's not like uh, they drop a bomb on on the nation in, in, in like uh, and nothing uh, nothing ever works mm. ever again. Uh, but but Simon's character he gets to relive the adventures of uh, going around with his friends to yeah. different establishments, and you wonder if that is a win or him on a loop again a bad psychological loop and i suppose that that answer is not clear cut it's uh, up to you to uh, determine whether him being a king in the end if that's a win for him Uh, Mm. so he certainly is happier but how how long can that happiness uh, be sustained and 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 i think that that, that's deliberate we're not going to answer that as filmmakers kind of deal Mm, definitely it's not really a happy or a sad ending it's kind of somewhere in the middle um, because he gets a chance to be young again, but, yeah. but not by being a blank, no. by simply reliving. Uh, you know, he, he has his blanks with him, but they can't uh, apparently can't, especially not when they're cut off from the network. That they can't uh, obviously uh, absorb him. <laughs> um, mm. And and yeah, so uh, because I was reminded of uh, not not that this is a clear cut sort of connection, but I was reminded of what happens in uh, in Fred's. If you guys remember Fred's, where oh the, yeah, jeez, and and obviously when the nukes uh, hit Britain, nuclear winter, and there's no harvest at all, and uh, there, there's no way to rebuild. But in this case, we lose technology. But we don't lose nature and uh, the fertility of of the earth. Uh, mm. It's just that uh, we're uh, we're sort of uh, we don't have uh, we don't have Wi-Fi anymore. <laughs> so we have to deal with uh, deal deal with the earth instead. And make do, and they, they certainly uh, they certainly do. Even though it's a wasteland, yeah. as you said. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's a uh, the 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 answer is up in the air. Whether Simon's Pegg's character. Uh, uh, is in a good place or not, but I think uh, humanity uh, does what it uh, can based on what it has. And even though technology is completely wiped. So um, it's not uh, ter- terribly sort of uh, pessimistic, I think. I like yeah, no, I lamp. It always gets me. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it's too too pessimistic at all. I think that it's, it's definitely got uh, a commentary or it's saying a, a few things, but it's not too too pessimistic. And, and yeah, as you say, uh, can it, you kind of make up your own mind with kind of uh, the ending it, it, it presents. <laughs> <laughs> and even drunkards can make noble 
noble uh, uh, and detailed and nuanced sense, uh, even by the 12th point. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely far too drunk at this point um, to be uh, coherent. And certainly not intimidated, did, did intimidated by yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ken, I didn't want, I mean to step on your toes there, but did you recognize the voice of the network? Uh, well, I heard, well, I didn't, but I think uh, the commentary revealed that uh, they place Bill Nye's voice all over this movie, and yes. that might yes. be him right now. Yeah, yeah. Because you can hear Bill Nye on the phone and in various other places as the voice of uh, telephone operators mm. or uh, other things. But but yeah, so Bill, well, was Bill Nye at all in Hot Fuzz? I didn't spot him as such, but he's certainly in Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, there was a, a lot of old cunts and in Hot Fuzz. So. Yeah, he's the, he's the actor, isn't he? The main, uh, the guy who does the plays, who stars in Romeo. No, and no, no, I, no. I don't think that's him. I, 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 no, I that's the guy for Shameless. Oh, it is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, mate. I don't, I don't think so. Then maybe in a cameo, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. It seemed like they managed to recycle a fair amount of the Shaun of the mm. Dead cast. Uh, the lady who played his mother, I think, is briefly in it in in Hot Fuzz, and uh, yeah. So. Busy actors, though. They're not all waiting for Edgar Wright's phone call. Yeah, Obi Wan is the. Um... He's one of the inspectors at the beginning, isn't he, Steve Coogan? Yes, 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 the chief inspector. Because yeah. they say, are we real? do we really need to call yeah. down the chief inspector? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then he's already there. It's like behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I mean, the, the amount of, uh, like, dialogue and, and kind of... Uh, it's just It's just really well thought out, this last little bit, and... The kind of final confrontation with the, with amount the actual of the network itself. Yeah, it's, it's it's just so much kind of coming at the end. It's it's crazy. Now, <laughs> fair enough. We went with this film. I couldn't guarantee we'd expect the same amount of sort of nuance and well thought out shit if we did watch um, Beer Fest, <laughs> which was my original you... suggestion for commentary. What's are, that are, about? Are we. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like Fight Club, but yeah. with beer. We don't talk about the beer, though. We can't. Yeah, it's like number one secret role. drinking games during Oktoberfest, <laughs> and four <laughs> Americans get schooled, <laughs> and then they spend a year training to become ultimate beer drinkers, including ah. the, the beer drinking games. So it's new Go back and take on the Germans? It sounds it, like one of those like American Pie presents. I can say, are you describing World War Two or what's going on? Yeah. Soon, but I'm a bit it's, confused it's, now. It's the Broken Lizard group, the guys that done Super Troopers, and yeah, but are they in it though, or did they just? Yeah, all of them. Oh, okay, all four of them, and yeah. it's actually well to me. I quite enjoyed it. It's been five years since I've watched it. Yeah, but I wasn't I, big on Super Troopers, so I don't know. I don't know how I get down with that, but I really enjoyed the sequel. I think when the sequel came out, oh I yeah, back, I remember. Yeah, like I think it was Club Dread, Super Troopers, Beer Fest, and they're they're just kind of maybe not nostalgia, but just ah fuck, it was an easy watch. Mm. It was a good laugh. Sometimes all you want, man, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. that we've done the only other beer movie, Beer Fest is next, guys. See you for the two-year anniversary, guys. <laughs> Two weeks, <laughs> that's just doing a fortnight. Come on. Okay. 
I don't remember no how they uh, how they retrieve Martin Freeman from this explosion because he's soon or, say, or, or, or they retrieve his uh, blank copy from elsewhere, his original something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't it's just know. occurred to me that he just f- fell over and uh, his <laughs> head got smashed <laughs> in the same way again. <laughs> but yeah, they couldn't put them together again. <laughs> Is that pub crawls complete? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call that complete. <laughs> Look, it's the journey for Harry Potter. It's not. <laughs> it's not complete unless things are on fire. So uh, I'm gonna call it complete. Very mm. complete. <laughs> I simply can't remember if I've seen more than two movies with Rosamund Pike, <laughs> the Bond movie, and <laughs> Congo. No, well, I mean three either, movies, man. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those. Well, she, she's great. She's uh, reprehensive in Gone Girl, and uh, she's absolutely uh, amazing. And I can't remember which Bond movie she's in—the one with the fencing uh, stuff. Was it with, was it with Pierce Brosnan? Because I don't know yes. whether he was Bond yes. or not. Because I, I can't keep track of those. World is not enough or die another day. Which one is that, it's it's the later the... ones. I think it's the world is not enough. That is die another day because she's um, yeah she. Well, I don't give you spoilers. But she's in that. So uh, is that the one oh, with sort of? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she's like a double agent in it, isn't she? Is that the one with Sophie Marzo or whatever her name no, is? No, uh... that world is not enough. Because I liked her. I that. That's yeah. the one with Halle Berry. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Which is the one with the ice uh, ice cave? That Dying of the day. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, with the uh, invisible car as well. Those two are Mad like... Mickelson. No, that's Casino Royal, isn't it? Casino Royal, yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting so we're getting so we're getting so mixed up here. I mean, those two or three remaining Brosnan movies they blend together with me. I don't like them in particular, so that's uh, my. I give them rewatch, Matthew. I think I think they're all really good. I think Golden Eyes is best, but the other three are really good too. Yeah. Boom goes to what? Here we are. Yeah, so we're coming to the finale now. And the interesting thing about the finale is that a lot of these sequences or the scenes from the intro are kind of here but mirrored. Um which I think is a kind of a really interesting choice. The kind the of opening yeah, with the youths or uh they mirror the first the opening, with the adults. Yeah, with the introduction of our characters in the present day. Right. Uh, and kind of, yeah, bookends the film uh, in a way. I think, I think it's quite interesting. Again, not something you really notice on the first time viewing it. Mm. Did you guys sit on their arse in a field? Oh, yeah. I think, I I think that's you. what I'd do in this. What I was ending, I fucking blue, blue blood on their shoes, and you realize that life is not going to get any. Better than this, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's good because it's, it's not, I say, it's not resolved, really. It's kind of a bit up in the air, which I like. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I never thought anything felt tagged on to add to 110 minutes. I, I didn't expect this code necessarily. So I was sort of surprised that, oh, they went there. They went with the post-apocalypse. Mm. And, uh, you know, even with Shaun of the Dead, you, you, you'd expect if they did a two, there then eventually we we could end up here it it seems like things are 
manageable towards the end of Shaun, Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead. But, um, you know, as we learned through the Romero films, that um, uh, humans uh, do not cooperate very well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it works well. I think I think it really works well. This little kind of coda and 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 gives a somewhat kind of fulfilling ending or conclusion to uh, to Gary's story because he and- reaches bar number thirteen. <laughs> At the very end, so he's going into overtime now. And, and human uh, humans have water still, uh, apparently clean water still. So, so it works. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I was gonna say they haven't got the computers anymore, but we we got water. We'll be okay. Phone's not that dead. <laughs> Where's an iPad? Oh, there it is. Oh, and the only reason you can place Please. these free movies in a box set. Is because of that <laughs> one reason. second shot. The only reason. Yeah. I can I'm almost put hands on a in. mint cornetto. Yeah, I'm glad they slipped in. Okay, they woke through. Okay, I, I thought I thought this place was annihilated. So, but they woke up in the rubble. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it the first time and looking out for the for the cornetto scene, and eventually it arrived, and I was I was very happy. Otherwise, I would have hated the film completely. And humans do what humans do. He discriminates. <laughs> he hasn't lost his attitude. He hasn't lost his uh, salesmanship. I mean... <laughs> Donk. What is that, a fucking football race? <laughs> Donk. Yeah. He's turned into Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Uh... His family doesn't really notice that. Uh, he's uh-huh. Yeah. That, that 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 arguably either Adam's family reference or Evil Dead Two reference there with the yeah. loose hat talking about could, this place. It could be a bit of both, to be honest, man. Uh, if uh, Edgar Wright's generation is the sort of Evil Dead generation, though, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In his view, that that would be uh, yeah, he'd be delighted by that personally, even if no one else noticed. But hey, it's Evil Dead Two, so. Hell yeah! And I think they mentioned briefly. Um, or someone did. Uh, um, I'm getting a. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they, they talk about they're working with the director of photography. Uh, that shot Army of Darkness as well. So they they sort of felt like this fight scene is a little bit like Army of Darkness, whatever fight scene they were referring to. So mm. uh, Bill Pope who shot the Matrix after Army of Darkness. So he he, he went through the Raimi school of uh, madness onto the Wachowski uh, technical mastery and. Uh, and here, what a ride! What a ride! Yeah, I like this because because the ending's almost like <laughs> Gary. He's got his kind of you know crew back, and they're kind of reliving maybe the kind of same night out over and over again a little bit, which I think is you know it's a very fitting ending. It seems like these characters are like plucked from. Uh, a, a, like a Mad Max universe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, who, and, who, and, <laughs> and who knows if they uh, get a little creative vibe going again? Uh, these uh, two, right and Peg, we're gonna get uh, the spin-off oh, movie, so, man. The King. Yeah, <laughs> Turn I mean, of the King. I mean, 
I believe that's already been done, Ken. <laughs> Which, funny enough, I think that's what he references now, doesn't he? The pose that um, Orlando Bloom's character, I can't remember his name now, Return of the King does. Not the, not Very the, not the, not the, not the, not the, not the, not the, yeah, sorry, I mean, it might be, it's actually yeah. the king. Is it, yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, it's a slash shot. Yeah, you, why not? I mean, it's not cool to make a Lord of the Rings, uh, uh reference, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but sure. Wow, guys, well, the credits are here. What a, what a fantastic mm. vibe. I hope you've all, uh, dug it as much as as we have um guys have you enjoyed yourselves good fun good fun talking with you guys and the film definitely yeah i completely agree it's a film you know uh that grows on me every time i watch it and um yeah love the film to to watch along with you guys and a few brewskis what about you Stu? no i've thoroughly enjoyed myself just to kind of get back into the habit Drinking beers in front of a microphone and talking it's to been, you cunts. Your voices are coming out my telly. It's, it's like I'm watching a commentary and talking over it at the same time. It's, Has it been that long since you guys did did this uh, in a regular podcast format? Yeah, it's been too long. Or July, like a week. Yeah. No, okay. no, it's been it's been a few months, man. It's been too long, but um, aside of the summer, at least. Yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, season three of the logs will be coming at Acha very soon. Um, it's at the log logs for our social media. We've just recently hit four hundred followers, too. Yes, which is which is fantastic. Everybody's having just a, a gay old time over there. Um, so check it out. We've got links to all of Damian Ken's. Walters. By the way, there we go. Quite, Shout quite out. Sorry for getting your name. Um, yeah, we'll have links to all of Ken's creative endeavors in the description for the show. But Kenny, have you got anything in particular you'd like to shout out before we go? Anything coming up? It's, uh... Well, um, yeah, I mean, maybe regardless if this is released in like a week or two, uh, coming up early November, you're going to hear me and Phil Gillen um, on one of the audio commentaries for the 88 Films Blu-ray yes. release of Armor of God. Yes. We're, we're not Brilliant. the sole uh, audio commentators on that disc. There's going to be at least the only one worth listening to. No, the other guys are great as well. You're going to hear Frank Jang, uh, Mike Leader and Arne Venema at the very least. So we're going to have free tracks, I think, on uh, Armor of God. So we're going to be on the del- deluxe collector's edition. And That's also awesome. like a week after they are going to release both uh, both in the UK and the US. If not on the same date, they're going to be available in the UK and the US. Uh, 88 Films are going to put out the Shaw Brothers film Monkey Kung Fu. Not Mad Monkey mm. Kung Fu, but Monkey Kung Fu, mm. which is an excellent martial arts film. And me and Phil Gillen are also going to do the audio commentary for that one. We are very happy to uh, to do so. Uh, mm. So yeah, look uh, for us on, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray That's disc. awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, guys, uh, keep an eye out for that. One of many. Am I right now, Ken? A lot of stuff coming out, which uh, with your dulcet tones on, which is which is two, fantastic. Uh, two with ADA dot confirmed. Brilliant, the third man. isn't uh, confirmed, so I can't uh, speak about that yet. That's yeah. brilliant, man. Brilliant. Everyone, kind of check out that. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, as I was saying before, get ready for the glorious return of me and Stu's usually scheduled programming. We'll be pleasing your ears with season three of The Logs very soon. And I think if that's all, if nobody's got anything well, else... Well, i got a question say. for you. Are Ooh. you guys tipsy right now? Uh, 
I'm kind of in that nice. Yeah, I'm getting zone. there. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting there. Have we got another film we could watch? No. <laughs> yes. Anyone got Bad Boys Two? Another one. <laughs> How quickly uh, could I drop a beer fest yeah. into your boxes? Oh. Well, it's uh, past my bedtime, so I'm uh, I'm out. I'm out. No worries. <laughs> always going to sit here and drink and just wait the the, the three hours that it's going to take to sink you. No worries, man. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll see you at twelve. Yeah, a little midnight recording. Exactly. Sounds That's how it's done. Ah, oh, sounds good to me, man. Well, guys, you know if that's all. We'll uh, leave you to enjoy this absolute banging closing credit songs. Uh, bon voyage, booze hounds. Uh, say goodbye, Sten or Kitu. Which one do you guys prefer? It's like a, it's like an he always files it on the end. Then he does that so was, well. Do you know what that for one's like, like a two seems, hours and I, then he fucking Sten, fumbles probably. the ball. I go Sten. Sten sounds better. It's more kind of powerful, more direct. Say goodbye, guys. <laughs> Whatever joke that was. Bye-bye, Tom, Tom. Thank you, guys. <laughs> See, Tom, he's not going to come back now. We're not going to get him for beer fest. <laughs> we spoiled it now, man. Jeez, I was doing so well as well. This cunt won't even watch the trailer. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to you, Ken. Really. And do you know what? I'm more sorry to myself, really. Yeah, you sh- you should I'm be. a parent. You're ashamed of yourself. I'm embarrassed. I'm about- oh, the wild, the wild Angels, Ken. That was the film. Right on, right on. With, uh, so, so he went even more obscure than like yeah. the, the easy sort of biker <laughs> Peter Fonda movie. Like, yeah, with, with Peter Fonda, yeah. Awesome. Guys, that's it. Um, now nah, we've got about 20 seconds left. I want to okay. hold it. You're going to hold it up? I really need a piece, so I'm going to hold it. Uh, that's hold think it about the, the queen. Okay. That's that Think about like dead puppies. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not good. That's not doing anything for me right now, dude. Oh, man, you're a twisted individual. No, that's it. Oh, no, it's on the floor. And that's where the podcast ends. <laughs>